Hello, and welcome back to the Rope Access and Climbing Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey Stevenson, and today I'm going to be talking with Leo from Heart of the Summit. If this is your first time here, please make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcast. So stay tuned. Step into your harness and get ready for a podcast about the vertical world. All right, well, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I am joined with Leo from Everest 2021. So Leo, uh, for the people out there that haven't heard of you yet, um, obviously, I've kind of broadcast you over my platforms a couple times, but for the people that don't know who you are, um, do you mind giving a little bit of an introduction of who you are, where you come from, and, uh, you know, what do you do? Uh, hello, Mikey. Thank you very much for the invite, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, my name is uh, Leo Neyman. I am I'm a mountaineer for a hobby, and I've been doing it for uh, all my life. I started when I was 14 years old. Uh, everything was okay till one day in 2018, I had a heart attack. And um, so... After a few other things happened to my life, I decided to climb uh, climb Mount Everest in 2020. Then COVID-19 happened and we postponed it for uh, for a full year. And now in April 2021, we're going to, if COVID-19 uh, allows us, <laughs> we're gonna go and give it a try again. Absolutely, awesome. And where are you that's, based that's out of? Where are you based out of? I'm in Edmonton. You're Edmonton. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta. Excellent. The city of champions. <laughs> the city of champions. Yes. Um, excellent. Well, thank you very much for, uh, you know, taking the time to join me for this uh, little interview here. So you had a, a situation back in 2018. Do you mind diving into that a little bit? I was, okay, yeah, I was coming down. I was just doing my descent from... Uh, Pico de Orizaba in Mexico. I went to Mexico to do some fundraising to help uh, two orphanages that they were going to close. The, the, the majority of my bigger trips, my bigger expeditions, I usually do uh, try to do it for a reason, not just because I, I love to climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time I was helping two orphanages. So I, was, I went up, up, uh, up the North Face, uh, which is technically one of the hardest faces, although it's not, it's not too hard. I was going, I went up the north face and I decided to descend to the, to the south face, um, which is a little bit more rocky area. And um, yeah, I started to feel a little bit of discomfort in my chest. Um, uh, we came back down, we went to base camp. Uh, it, it, was, it was really bothering me. As soon as I reached a, a lower lower altitude, uh it was okay i was okay no problems i thought you know what maybe it's just mexico you know uh, it never happened to me that never happened to me i never felt like that before in other other expeditions that i have in, in my life but it, it was you know you know i was just you know my age you 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 really i knew it was different but i didn't think it I didn't think, and I never thought about having a heart attack or anything like that. So 
I came back to, I, I, I visited other things in Mexico. I, I came back to, uh, to Edmonton. I started to, I rest for a couple of weeks. Then I started to train for, because my next, I was thinking, you know, my next, I was planning to do uh, Elbrus in, um, in Europe. And I was at the gym training, uh, going in an elliptical machine. And then, it's, you know, just getting some cardio going. Then I again started to feel the same thing that I felt when I was in Orizaba. But the thing is that this time it was a little bit different. It was, it was uh, obviously stronger, um, um, and 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 it was it was increasing in 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 in, in, in intensity. The pain was more. Uh, it, it was stronger and stronger, and uh, so I. When when my son, because my son was in the in the gym with me, walked by me, he said, uh, "You know what? You don't look at what's going on. Take it easy." Because he knows me that I'm a little bit, you know, accelerated. Like I like I like to do things quick. And then he said, "Take it easy." I said, "No, no, no. This is I got my chest." So he said, "Okay. So what do you want me to do?" I said, uh, "Go call mom." I went, uh, I knew what was going on. I knew that this was not gonna go away. It was, it was actually more stronger than before. So I went to the locker room, I didn't change or anything, put what I had in my hands in the bag. I started to leave the gym. On my way out, it was basically just shutting me down. Like the pain was horrible. I felt my, my chest was going to explode. Um, I started to sweat a lot. Uh, I started to feel just all these things that you sometimes hear on TV and things like that. I started to feel my left arm going numb. Uh, I remember asking the lady in the front desk on my way out, uh, did you guys have a defibrillator here? And she said, uh, no, um, I, I don't even think she knows. She knew what the refrigerator was. Anyways, uh, I left and there's a set of uh, a bench right across from the gym. I, I looked at the hallway and I don't see my, my son coming with my wife or anything, but I, I, I couldn't stand up anymore. I knew that if I don't reach that bench, I wasn't gonna make it. I would just drop on the ground and who knows well. So I. <laughs> I decided to go and sit quick on that bench. And as I'm sitting on the bench, I sit right there on the bench and I, and I just was going like this, started to go like this. Looking up like that at someone, I remember someone, I don't, I, I don't even remember if it was a lady or, 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 or a man, they, they were talking to me, just like you hear in the movies and on TV, like with echo, mm -hmm. we're like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? But I was just going, the pain was horrible. It, it doesn't let, let you even talk or anything. You know that you're having a heart attack. I, I, I knew it was a heart attack. I knew that that wasn't gonna go that easy. Uh, and I just dropped, when I was just almost to hit the ground, basically, I was right at the edge of the, of the bench and my head was going down. And when I was going to drop the head, I felt my son grabbing me and, and, and I, I didn't know it was my son. I knew it was my son five seconds later because he said, let's go, let's go. 
my wife was screaming that day. It was me, my wife, and my son. My wife was doing some shopping at Western Mountain Mall. And I was, main time I said, oh, you know what, I'm gonna stop at the gym with my son. That that was the trip we took that day. So I was, I was actually lucky that they were both in there. Yeah, super uh, lucky. Yeah, he went and he, he, he grabbed the truck and they pulled in front of the mall and I just jumped in the truck. They took me to the hospital and uh, I don't know if you wanna know the complete full story right away. <laughs> Keep the emotion no, no. Um, yeah. So basically, you know, um, the you you first started feeling the onset of a heart attack, you know, a couple of weeks prior on the descent of a mountain, and then you know you kind of brush it off, and then you know you start doing more physical activity a couple of weeks later, end up in in this uncomfortable state and like the cold sweats, and then you know, realize that you're taking, you're, you're having a heart attack, um, essentially in the, on the side of the street. Um, obviously not a good situation. Um, thankfully that, uh, you know, you had some family members close by to be able to react and take you to the hospital. That could have been a lot worse. So, um, so obviously, you know, we, we've went through this, this aspect It you know, you've had this heart attack, um, and you know, you've already, you know, started, you know, raising money for different causes and, and different expeditions were based on different situations. So what we're kind of looking at here is, you know, you've paired up with Heart and Stroke um, Foundation to bring awareness to the upper genre of people where, you know, you live a relatively healthy life, you, you know, you're physically fit, but yet you still had a heart attack. Um, so, you know, through research and stuff, what have you found in, you know, the last two years, two and a half years, even, um, working with heart and stroke and, you know, different organizations? I, that's a good question. I, I, I had a, um, my, after my heart attack, uh, my, my recovery, I went through different stages. Uh, one of the things I learned from, uh, from my heart attack, uh, it's that, uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of survivors that, uh, they go through a lot of challenges and a lot of uh, situations, sometimes worse than my situations. I joined a, a group of uh, survivors in Facebook after I was, after, after I was, uh, found to have uh, depression after my heart attack. I, went, I found this this uh, group of survivors and, and I, I was actually helping other other people. So uh, um, in, in this group, and I was learning from them all, all these issues that they have uh, to go through daily life. Um, later on, I, uh, to, to uh, understanding also that being a healthy individual, just like you said, um, I don't drink, I don't smoke. And, I'm, and I am also having this, uh, and I was having this heart attack, like, it's like, like, come on, it, it, you, you, you think that you are supposed to heart attack only when you have a certain disorganized lifestyle. And like, if you, if you uh, and, and I don't take me wrong, it is, it is, it is that, that influences uh, also heart disease, having, having alcohol, drugs and, and, and bad eating habits and, and some more eat, eating disorders and things like that, right? Uh, lack of lack of exercise. 
mm-hmm. uh, and all these things. But uh, being to, for, for me at that stage, it was like, wow, you know, I, I follow all these possible rules and I still had a heart attack. And then also uh, seeing, uh, for example, that uh, for us as men, we are, we are actually very lucky because we, we had the opportunity to, to, to have a lot of studies on our favor. Uh, the majority, in fact, the majority of studies, scientific studies, are on favor of um, of men. So since since the beginning of of scientific studies, we have been we we believe that uh, you know that only men could be affected by heart disease or something like that for some reason. So we left behind women. We, 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 we tended to forget about, about what, what, what women's uh, situation is. And, and the fact is that women uh, are not a small man. Women uh, react differently to heart disease. Uh, women's mind is different and women, women's uh, heart is different. Um, and, and cardiovascular uh, system is different. Uh, so when it comes to a heart attack, the reaction to a heart attack is it, the, the, the symptoms of the heart attack are completely different. Uh, a woman can go to a hospital with cramp pain, with, 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 with uh, stomach cramps, for example, and they, and they can be sent back home with, with mitral because the, the doctor will probably tell, you know what, what you're having is uh, period cramps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, she goes home and she dies at home. Well, she was having a heart attack, but she wasn't sweating she yeah. wasn't. Uh, she was. Her arm was not uh, was not numb. For example, she wasn't feeling that pain on the chest and things like that. So, um, I learned that through through Heart and Stroke Foundations and some and some other studies that I've been looking to, and um, I thought, you know what, the best the best thing I could do is uh, is to try to close that gap. So my 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 question is, how can I close that gap uh, and balance? Uh, that that starts. I don't have the money. I honestly can't go and say, "Hey, uh, I have these billions of dollars. I'd like to put that into uh, women's research." So I, I I needed to come up with something really strong. This time I needed to come up with with something make it public. My previous trips to Oris Abba and all the things it was just between me and, and friends trying mm-hmm. to fundraise and do good. Right. This time I I, I thought this is a good opportunity to help in, in a more massive way. And, and that's and that's how I did this. Job. Yeah, this is much bigger than um, you know anyone could imagine, right? Where you know you're going well above eight thousand meters into the death zone on Mount Everest. Um, the countless hours of training, and not to mention, you know, you're walking into dangerous terrain with a less than ideal heart. Um, you know, how many people die? you know, on Mount Everest, just because they can't handle the death zone. And that's just, you know, those are healthy people. People have been training for years um, with no pre-existing um, condition. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting scenario to see how you manage um, up there, uh, up in the death zone of greater than 8,000 uh, meters. So you know, obviously the body reacts to elevation completely different, um, both male, female, and this objective, this, you know, expedition is 
to bring awareness to heart uh, heart disease for both male and females um, and raise money and raise for research to better understand heart disease and strokes. So, um, so for myself, I've joined um, this uh, initiative with uh, Leo and I've been fortunate enough to uh, be put on kind of the film production to kind of start raising some awareness. And, you know, so I wanted to bring him on to kind of tell his story to you know, use my platform to spread the word out there and, you know, see if we can kind of, you know, draw some more attention to um, a good cause here. So um, now, I guess what I want to kind of dive into and kind of get people uh, involved here is just like, what are some of the, uh, the, the stages, I would say, that you've encountered um, through the last two years. So, you know, you you experienced your heart attack. Um, you went through all that. You went through the, you know, going to into surgery and, and stuff like that. But like, what are the the after effects of the hospital and the 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 next stages um, that you experienced? Uh, I just we, we just we just had a, a conversation with someone, Jillian, a, a writer that joined the team, uh, the team, uh, the team of volunteers helping with Everest 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, she couldn't put it better than than anyone else. Uh, she put it as 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 a grieved, grieving. Uh, and, 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 I, and, and I and I think it's 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 basically it's basically all the stages. Uh, except with the fact that I am in the last one and the last one is the one that I don't want to stop going through because it's the one that I that I that I want to continue showing uh, others and how to deal with this thing uh, how to deal with 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 a with a life 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 impressive moment a life impacting moment as, as it is a heart, heart attack my heart attack was a heart attack that uh, no many survived um, my coronary artery was was blocked 100%. The the heart was basically uh, only uh, 45% of my heart was functional for 47 minutes. That's why all the damage is created created to it. Uh, that's why all the the loss of energy. I could not walk for 10 steps without getting tired. I could not go downstairs because I will need assistance to go upstairs again. And I'm talking about a, a set of 10, 10, 10 steps, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about long distance. I'm talking about 10 meters and things like that. Uh, even eating food, just this, this exercise of doing this will, will, will make me tired back then. So uh, that, that was one of the basic things that I went through. My, 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 first, my first stage was uh denial i couldn't I, I i couldn't believe that not denial i was i should say is it it was it was i don't i couldn't believe it was me i was listening to what the doctors was tell, were telling me he was telling me something that uh, you know what you may not be the same again and i and i was like i, I didn't want to hear that because or i was i was listening to him but i wasn't paying attention in reality Right. But but the thing was, I ent- I entered to realize 
that stage when I went down to the basement of my house to check out my climbing gear. And I just could make it, I made it to the climbing gear room and getting out with just my set of ice tools in my hand. I was going to sharpen them. <laughs> I couldn't go up the stairs and I have to call my wife. That moment is when I dropped the bomb. I, I was, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but I have been, I have been going before, three weeks before that, through all those stages, of, to, to, to all the little, little details that came. Uh, I, one day I couldn't get up and do something. I go to the bathroom. I, the next day I couldn't, I couldn't uh, walk to the door and open the door. The next day I was going to go grab the mail from the box mail. And I couldn't do that. It, it was too much for me, um, things like that. So, uh, but that day, that was the, the thing I said, you know what, I, I would not be able to climb again. Mm -hmm. I would not be able to be the father again. I would not be able to be the, the, the son, the, 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 you know, the husband, uh, the provider, because I work, I work and I, and I need to pay the bills, right? Yeah. Not, not only climbing. And so I was just like, it, it was a day that I, that I thought, you know what, I lost my identity. I lost my identity and, and I experienced now depression and other things, uh, fears. Uh, I was diagnosed with uh, post, uh, what is it called? Post, post uh, something like that, PT. PTSD? It's, it's PTSD, yeah, I was yeah, diagnosed okay. with that. Uh, I, I, I decided to take some, some other, some other, uh, some other things into my mind. I started to hate everyone. I started to to hate everyone. I I I made them believe that they were guilty of my heart attack. So my heart attack happened because all the stress that they have given to me. Um, my wife in thirty years, she said to me, "Hi, mm, I, I I want a divorce." So uh, I, I, I told my mom to leave the room, to go go away because my mom was always telling me, or uh, hey, what are you doing? Or oh, this, this and that. So, but my mentality was all, all into the, the fact that, uh, that I hated everyone. I hated everyone around me uh, because, you know, technically I lost my identity as a person. That that's that's the 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 word the most common word I can find to, yeah. to describe what I what I went through. I just lost my identity. I said there's no there's no more Leo anymore. There's no more me. And then um, then later on, I I went to uh, through other stages. Uh, after I found out, uh, I was reading on this this group of Facebook that I was telling you. I was looking at my phone. And a lady mentioned something about no, not being able to go to the bathroom and, you know, do, do the basic needs that she needed to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and she had to do it and she had to have an accident, on, uh, an incident on her bed, her own bed. So I, I, started to, I, I started to give her advice. I started to encourage her. It's okay. Everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. Don't worry. Uh, you're going to make it. You're going to do this. Uh, put a goal in your mind and blah, blah, blah. And I was, and then all of a sudden I, I basically dropped the phone. 
and I and I and I and I felt guilty. I think I felt guilty. I dropped the phone. I felt guilty, and I thought, "What am I doing? I am encouraging people to do something that I can't even do myself. I'm encouraging people to do something that I can't afford doing it myself, right?" And um, so I. I think it was a breaking point when I told my wife that this woman, I, I, told, I told my wife that about this woman and she looked at me and she said, uh, you know, she said, uh, that's the husband that I remember. That's the husband that I know. That's the husband that went and helped this kid with brain paralysis. That's the husband that I remember helping drug addicts, helping widows, helping kids in Orizaba in Mexico. That's the husband that I know. It's the husband that is giving advice. But he's using this. I was using this as a weapon. I was, I was criticizing everyone in Facebook. I was doing all the social media disgusting things that people do. And that day, I started to use that uh, that as a as a tool of helping people. Anyhow, I that that was the, the moment that my wife said, "That's the husband that I that I need back." And, and I think that was the breaking point. That was the, the time that I said, "Okay, this is this is this is me. This is me. Now, what can I do? Right? What can I do to change that back to that Leo?" Right. Yeah, so, so you you took a, a bad situation and turned it positive. Um, that's that's amazing, and you know, here we are today, um, and you know, providing everything goes well, we will be moving forward and and you know, watching from afar. Um, you know, you going up to base camp in Nepal, and you know, progressing up the up the ridge of. Mount Everest. When um, when I think about Everest and going to Everest, and you, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, the training and all these things. Um, this isn't just me going to Everest, uh, trying to. It's like jumping out of the bus and hey, I want to do Everest because <laughs> I mean, it's a it's, it's a little a, bit bigger I, than just jumping out of a bus. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's, there's a group. There's a group of. Uh, there's three doctors in front of this. It's not, they're not even behind me. They're in front of all, all of this. Uh, there's, there's a diet that I have to follow. There is a, a, a very strong training process mm-hmm. that I have to do. We have a very strong strategy with the team, uh, with a team of some of the best Sherpas in the world. And I'm not kidding. Uh, and it's, uh, we also have uh, medical attention in base camp. We have, all the emergency, all the emergencies resources available. We will have that in, in, in base camp and, and some of the higher camps. Uh, we have a, a, a put a strategy on, on terms of uh, support and higher camp support in terms of oxygen and, and some other things and help and support. So yeah. it's, 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 it's been, we built, we built this very, uh, this, this, this expedition, a very strong expedition in order to be as much successful as possible, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, 
not just are you uh, your objective is to reach the, the the summit there is but also to gain research and understanding on how the human heart um, adapts to you know the the altitude and um, the environments of of Mount Everest or other 8,000 meter plus peaks um, so you know like he said there is you know there's there's doctors going up there and researchers going up there to follow him and help him and you know being guided up up Everest you know it's it's not a easy feat in itself but let alone you know going up there with less than ideal heart so you know do you mind diving into a little bit of, you know, what you're doing today and tomorrow um, for training? Like, what does a what does a training day look like for you right now here uh, only at, you know, 8,000 or 800 meters of elevation? So a long yeah, ways no, from 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is it is hard and it's been a little bit challenging to to do some of the gene training because of the COVID-19 restrictions. Mm-hmm. But we have we have moved that, that strategy to, uh, to to increase the training uh, to other 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 fields of, of my body and the re- resistance that I need. Uh, uh, in reality, you don't need to be fit, muscle built to go to Everest. No. You need to be built in different other things that are more important. You need to be able to 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 uh to uh how to say this to um to adapt your lungs to the pressure to adapt your body to the pressure to adapt the oxygen intake uh, uh, of your lungs to, to to increase try to increase the size of your lungs try to um, um acclimatize in 800 meters in 800 meters what you need for for that 8,000 meters unfortunately we we don't have anything in Canada that will help you in we, winter. We don't have elevation here. We don't have elevation here. We have elevation here. <laughs> uh, uh, it is true that after, I've heard that after 2000 meters, there's some people that start experiencing some of these effects. But in my case, uh, I yeah. never, I, I've been in, I've been in, in four thousanders and I never experienced nothing. I've been in, I've been in 5,000 meters and I, and I don't suffer that, that those experiences because uh, I've been adapted to different heights, probably, right? Yeah. So um, we, we have to do indoors and outdoors. Technically, what we're doing right now is indoors and outdoors. We're doing, uh, I, I, I built a capsule, an oxygen mm-hmm. capsule, where I reduce the, 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 the amount of oxygen and I sleep and take naps on that capsule. Mm, I honestly did it. <laughs> With my resources, so it's, yeah. an, it's, it's an IKEA, it's a furniture store IKEA uh, <laughs> closet that I that I adapted to, for for this reason. Um, we have we have a I, I use a a, a, a mask a, spe- a special mask with uh, with an oxygen re- reducer. Also, uh, I do a lot of biking at home. I do a lot of uh, other things. Uh, in terms of, um, I, I do uh, cold resistance. I, I take, uh, I do some other things with ice. I uh, I test uh, my resistance towards uh, cold cold temperatures. And in terms of outdoors, I, I run a lot. I do all this jogging. I do all this uh, exercise. I, I carry weights with me up hills, down hills, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do I do a, about four. 
four, sometimes four to seven hours a day of training uh, because of work and other obligations. I had to divide my days in, in two, three, or sometimes even four um, uh, state times that I have to go and train for one hour, one hour and a half to, or two hours. Right. So I divide my day into, uh, into the 24 hours. They, seven of them are basically physical training no muscle growing although i have to increase muscle and in certain muscles in my body yeah. but the plan is uh, i've been in i've been in high altitudes before and I, and I know my body and i know how my body reacts uh to high altitude so i know exactly where i need more exercise mm-hmm. plus i have a, a a very interesting diet it was designed by but by, by, by a very special individual that knows a lot about that and i and i follow a um a sleeping, sleeping, a sleeping path. Is a sleeping path, and it's uh, because that that even even that influences your habits of uh, of doing that. There's a recovery there's a is so important. Recovery is yeah. so important, and and sleep is the key to recovery. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. There is a there is a um, psychological issue that has happened with me in the past, and it and it, and it happens to many people. A lot of people goes from this. And is and is when you are climbing for, for uh, you know, uh, no no hours, but days and days and days and weeks. days. Yeah. The, the yeah, weeks. The brain starts acting against you, so you have to train your you have to train your brain. Uh, for example, in high altitude, you, you're not hungry. You basically have to put that stuff called food in your mouth and chew it and and get it. You don't feel hungry. Sometimes you don't feel thirsty. Uh, so you have to train your brain to that. You have to train your brain to repetitive actions. And this might sound a little bit weird to you, repetitive actions. When you're climbing and you have the tendency, especially when this this kind of climbing, you have the tendency to hook, take your, your beaner, hook it. Mm-hmm. And then this there's this two legs. So you hook one, you unhook one. And, and this process or hooking of hooking, putting in the other one, for example, when you're passing someone in the line, yeah, in, in the rope line, you have to unhook this one first, put safety on you, take this one off. And then, and, and a lot of people, it, it, I, I, I have heard accidents in, in, in Everest where the guy simply thought that he was hooked instead of unhooked because his brain was set to, to think that. So the guy basically unhooked himself both of the time and, and he died, basically. Yeah. So you have there's to a lot, There's brain. a lot of accounts of that um, on Mount Everest of, you know, just disconnecting from the fixed line and, you know, all it takes is one slip, right? One little slip, you're yeah, gone. And, and simply forget about it. They simply forget about it. Yeah. Or they thought that they connect. But instead, what they did is the complete opposite thing. So you actually, I actually have to train. So what I do is that I have in my desk in my gear room, a a, just a hook. And all I do is I I sit down with a reading and there's a good tip with a reading or something with my phone and I hooked and hooked. I hooked and hooked for a half an hour. Yeah. And that exercise exercise, uh, sets my brain to understand that I am hooked 
or unhook when it's necessary to understand that, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're at high altitude, you start having crazy things, crazy, crazy thoughts. So yeah, you have to, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard about people just walking off the cliff and why yeah. did he do that? I would just the brain is, is, is it's inflamed. Yeah, it's inflamed and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Elevation uh, sickness is a real thing. And, um, you know, it, some people deal with it a lot better than other people. Um, but it definitely does some weird things to the body. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, thankfully I have, uh, the luxury of talking to, you know, mountain guides that have been up, uh, well above 4,000 meters and, um, going to be talking to a couple of them here this week. So super stoked about that interview. So, um, so I guess, um, let's just kind of dive into a little bit of the initiative here and, you know, um, stuff like that. So where are we at right now when it comes to, um, you know, getting the word out? How, how's that going for, um, uh, the initiative is, are a lot of people picking up on it so far or kind of in the early stages, would you say? I think we are, um, we are not in early stages. We've been with this for two years. Mm -hmm. Um, surprisingly it's, uh, it, it tends, it seems to, to, to hold a little bit. Uh, I, I, I think we just, we just need to, to continue working on, on spreading the world and then, and telling people what we're doing and letting them know. So we, we have an excellent team of which you are part of it. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and on which, on which we are, we are, we are, we're working very good with, with, with this, with, with this group of people on, on different on different things that we, we, we can do. Uh, some of them are, uh, we're working on five events that we are creating, but again, it, it, it comes the challenge of COVID-19. So we have to be mindful that, that respecting the rules and being, being uh, under the rules, we, we need to understand that we, we have to keep distance. So, so there's, there's no more public speaking and telling the story through public speaking, yeah. but we're looking for, for ways to do the same we're doing uh, in, in to, uh, to social media, to, uh, videos, to zoom, to, uh, things like that. Yeah. We also have public events on which, um, we're looking to, you know, keep distance and all these things, uh, again, under, under regulations, we're, we're trying to do as much as possible. The, the, the good idea, the, the good ideas are coming. Good ideas are excellent. Good ideas are coming. And every day we're open to, to, you know, to, we're open to new ideas and, and, and new, 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 new objectives. And, and, and to be honest, we are now, we are two months away from me leaving to Nepal. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. So we, we also have some media involvement. Uh, I'm, I work closely with the uh, Harley Stroh Foundation and, and some other brands uh, that are helping here put out the word, uh, it is always, always a tendency for, uh, and it happened last year uh, for forever is 2020. Uh, it's happening the same this year. And it's that people have the tendency to wait until the, la until the last moment 
and start going, oh, oh yeah, this guy was the same guy. Yes, you're the guy going, yeah, I remember. So uh, usually what happens is that the last, I remember I went to my birthday on February 20th last year. And after my birthday, all of a sudden uh, Daily Hive and some other media uh, have, uh, were, were kicking in. And um, I got a phone call from New York and somebody said in New York, hey, Leo, I just heard your news. In, in the Fifth Avenue, I was driving and I heard your news. This is great, man. This is a great uh, radio station here east of uh, North America. I was like, wow. And then somebody in Europe was, was, was telling me online, hey, this is going great, man. So you're doing what? Wow, this is crazy. So it has a tendency to, to, to start kicking in really good. About a month or two, just about this time, about this time. It's, it's when, when things start going, like yeah. racing up. And then uh, we also, hope, we, we, we all hope, you know. We, yeah. it's, I, I, I think that's the only thing that COVID-19 uh, hasn't taken away from us. Uh, some places it took our jobs away. Uh, some people lost their, you know, uh, finances and things like that. But one thing that COVID-19 could not take, I would never take, and that's because we as humans are very, uh, very defensive. Uh, is hope. Yeah. We we continue to hope. We continue to 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 believe and to understand that that as much as COVID nineteen is creating this enclosed areas for all of us, we continue to come uh, to, to 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 come out and say, okay, you know what? I need to do this. I need to do that. Uh, there's a lot of people renovating the the houses. There's a lot of people fixing their vehicles. There's a yeah. lot of people uh, coming with with great ideas. I've seen a guy that did uh, you know research is working from home uh you know we we learn how to do this i never knew how to how to use a zoom uh, a zoom call right and, and now everybody wants to do zoom call everybody wa i want to yeah. see you oh yeah there you go you are there right Absolutely. so we, we are adjusting we are adjusting to to what we do we're adjusting and, and that adjustment is it's it's part of our lives uh we just hope that uh, it catches up the way we we we, we want and then, you know, during the expedition, during the expedition, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a, a, a good opportunity for people to come together and say, wow, this, this, this guy in the middle of a pandemic is, is it's, it's going to do such a thing. Yeah. Um, we just learned that, that it's the first time in winter that somebody uh, has ever summited Mount, uh, Mount K2 in yes. Pakistan. Yes. And it's, and it's, and it's, an, and it's a it's huge phenomenal, thing, like, it's phenomenal accomplishment. It's phenomenal accomplishment. So yeah. uh, there is there is things we can do. We still can do a lot of things mm -hmm. uh, to raise our 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 hopes more, and then to go through all these challenges we have right now. Absolutely. So I guess what we'll dive into here is if anyone uh, you know feels the need or has the ability to um, you know donate to the cause for research uh, for the heart and stroke um, for the cause of, you know, helping you uh, along this journey to reach the summit of Mount Everest um, for research. What can people do? Is there a way that they can donate? You know, even if it's like, you know, a cup of coffee, you know, $2 or $5, is there a way that someone can do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. They can, uh, we we have we have many ways to help. Uh, we have uh, we have put into our website, our social media the the link 
for uh, go and donate to Harlem Stroke Foundation. I am fundraising uh, $500,000 for the uh, for two researchers at the University of Alberta. Okay. Um, and uh, also, we have a uh, we we have the opportunity to have uh, a sponsorship. So we have a, a very good um, opportunity for brands to 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 be part of, of Everest 2020. Um, and for those brands that would like to have me open the flag in the summit of Mount Everest, becoming the first Canadian, the first North American to ever summit Mount Everest after a heart attack. Uh, actually, the second person to ever in history summit Mount, Mount, Mount Everest after a heart attack. And, and that all the booming publicity, uh, they have the opportunity to expose their logos, just like I'm doing right now with these guys. So uh, there's, opportunity, there's opportunity for logo exposure uh, and for all the things during the, uh, uh, the uh, other publicity during the campaign. Like I said, we're doing events to, to uh, public events with uh, media involved where they will be able to, people will be able to expose their logos and their brands and the, you know, their banners and say, hey, I am here helping Leo. Yeah. Uh, and there's another opportunity that we have uh, if, if somebody wants to be part of the of the expedition with what you said, five bucks, 10 bucks, anything, we also created a, a GoFundMe account. Okay. Um, and it's also it's also in all our social media where people can just go click the link and, and make a donation to, to GoFundMe if you like to you know support the expedition part, the expedition part of uh, Everest 2021. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, I will be putting all these links in the description. So make sure to go check those links out. You know, if you got a couple extra dollars kicking around, um, it would obviously be beneficial to help out for a good cause. Um, obviously through, you know, for there's those people that are wondering about tax benefit stuff. Um, you know, if you are donating to heart and stroke, anything, I think it's above $20, you get a tax, uh, yep. uh um, form on that. So just FYI for those people in Canada, um, I know when I'm doing any, whenever I'm donating to, uh, organizations, I'm always looking for that tax form. So, um, Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Where can people reach out to you, get information? Um, what's the website and uh, how can they track you down on, say, Instagram or Facebook? Uh, we have uh, a very u unified uh, social media. So if people want to look for us, all they have to do is look for Everest 2021 um, in Instagram, Twitter, so far, we have Instagram, Twitter, I believe, Facebook. I think that's all, all we have right now. Okay. Uh, or they can go to our website. It's heartofthesummit.ca. Once again, it's heartofthesummit. And don't forget that it's a .ca. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, that's that's what we have. And, then, and all the links, they will find all the links, all the information. They will find about the story. They will they, they, they can actually learn about the studies that are, are being, being done at the University of Alberta. They can actually learn about uh, Craig Steinbach, one of the scientific researchers, mm -hmm. and uh, he's he's working on on high altitude uh, research in women. Uh, he's taking three Nepali women and three Canadian women, and he is working with uh, cardiovascular disease and, and learning how how these superheroes uh, Nepalese uh, can sustain 
so much, so much altitude and survive so many things when they're having a pregnancy compared to the Canadian women uh, pregnancy. It's an amazing study. Uh, uh, in fact, is that when I when I go to Everest, he is coming with us to practice the study, to start the study. So we're hoping to see Craig, Craig Steinbach in Everest also this year, if he decides to, it's a good, it's a good time to come. Yeah. Uh, he was coming with me last year. He was, we were coming in different planes, but we were going to set up and we're going to set up something really interesting there in Everest to, to have people look at this, this, this interesting studies. Um, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to kind of tell us your story and kind of tell us about your initiative. Uh, thank you, Mikey, for the invite. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, uh, I hope everyone take a little minute there and go check it out. And then if you don't have the opportunity to donate, uh, share, share, share the campaign, share the initiative. It's, it's, a way to, it's a way to help a lot too. When you, when you just go there and say, hey, this is what these guys are doing. You might don't have the opportunity to, to, to help at this moment uh, because of the COVID-19 going on, but, uh, but you have the opportunity to maybe share to someone and that someone might have the opportunity to say, yeah, oh, you know, I want to be part of this. I want to be a sponsor or something like that. Uh, please and thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, like you said, um, you may not be able to, you know, help out financially, but maybe if you share this amongst your friends, um, there's somebody within your circle that would be uh, generous enough to help out with this initiative. So thank you very much again, and we'll see you later. All right, well, thank you very much for tuning into today's interview. Today was a great time chatting with Leo um, and kind of telling his story and talking about his initiative. Um, obviously, this is something that is, you know, important to me. So, you know, for me to join in and be part of it is, um, you know, extremely humbling. So anyways, if you like this uh, episode, please make sure to like it, comment below, let me know, um, you know, what your thoughts are on these sort of things. Um, and if you can, please make sure to, you know, donate a little bit, you know, like we said there, even if you have an extra $5, it still goes a long way for heart disease. All right. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and until next time.